Thank you for clicking on another episode of Amateur Hour. Just a quick heads up that at certain points during this episode, the audio quality gets a little bit wonky. It's not exactly what we wanted, but it happened anyway. Regardless, this episode was a lot of fun to make, and me and Trey has had a really good time. So without further ado, go forth, enjoy the episode, but I just want to give you that quick heads up. Thank you for listening to Amateur Hour, and enjoy. Welcome. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Amateur Hour. Thank you for being here and thank you for listening. If you have, to our prior two episodes. Really, really exciting stuff. Me and Trey are excited to be back with episode three. And boy, oh boy, was the NBA a cluster. <laughs> it was hot. Yes. Hot, spice. Caliente. Spicy meet the ball. Uh, yes. That. Wow. So <laughs> before we get into that, we have a lot to talk about in terms of the craziness that happened to the NBA this week. Trace, would you say that this is more shocking, the, the events of this week are more shocking than when Paul George and Kawhi went to the Clippers? For sure. Yeah, I, I would say I would say so. I think this okay. is landscape altering, correct? That swap of player, that roster change was also landscape altering. I just remember getting the announcement. I was sitting, it was like late at night, and, and Woj tweeted, and, and you know, I got the alert on my phone. And it was Kawhi Leonard has decided to join Paul George in L.A. as a Clipper. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, that was cool. I guess I guess that was too. I didn't think it was as altering just because I think that it was it was left to be said whether or not Kawhi was going to go to the Lakers or the Clippers, but right, it didn't really like the West was still the West. Like now you got Harden coming from the West who had already made his team a playoff team. Now he's going and teaming up in the East and making a team that. It's gonna rest some people here and there. Like it's gonna rest the start. Like oh, it's gonna be a lot. We got a, we got a lot to get into. It was a can of worms, and we are about to open it. <laughs> so prepare everybody listening. Strap in your seatbelts and get ready for us to bash some players, praise some other ones, and really dissect what the hell is happening in Brooklyn and across the league. But before we do that, let's talk. Uh, let's get some highs going. Let's get some positive vibes. Yeah, let's do some weekly highs. So for my sports high, I went with the NHL start. Um, really glad the hockey's back. I'm really glad that the Bruins started off with a win. Uh, I know it took the shootout against the New Jersey Devils. Um, <laughs> and bad. But... So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> but but Tuka stood on his head, and I'm glad. Uh, uh, towards the end of that, uh, he got a grip. Was able to was able to pull out that win in that shootout. I thought that was a great performance at the end of that game. Um, for the personal high, you know, Boardman got paid this week. Your Boardman, Shreyas, right here, hey. got paid. Woo-hoo. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. Um, so I'm ready to, to 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 throw some bills. Maybe I'll go to a Houston strip club. Who knows? Maybe you go to a Houston strip club. <laughs> they you know, they need members. <laughs> they, <laughs> please, we're dying out here. I'm trying to be the second. I'm trying to be. A, I'm trying to be the second person to get my jersey hung up in the rafters. Trace, if you're ready to drop a million dollars in a single night, props to you. I mean, I could on I could on Sims. 
Oh, like, true. Right. Like it's the game. So we're going to go. Yeah. Okay. So um, I don't yeah, know if yeah. an actual Houston strip club is going to hang up your jersey <laughs> based off of uh, some Sims action, but I like I like the effort. <laughs> this is kind of- <laughs> That's the game, too, where you can drown your people after taking out the ladder, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, okay. for sure. <laughs> put a toilet sure. in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Just Sims shit. Well, I'm glad that uh, you got paid. This is it's getting that first paycheck is nice. I remember my first first paycheck. Oh, yeah. It was two hundred dollars after working just a shitload of hours bussing tables, and oh yeah, two hundred dollars is not a lot. But at the time when I was in high school, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah my first job was at a Toys R Us, which is now defunct. Or the location, <laughs> the location was defunct now. Did uh, Toys R Us disappear? I think they declared bankruptcy and it liquefied a bunch of their stores. So they lost like a ton of their stores. But then they're like starting to try to do a resurgence and stuff. But I don't know how many people are for it. People buy their toys on Amazon now. I was about to say, yeah, I don't yeah. know how anybody has an indoor store for anything. It's tough. Pers- it's tough. It's tough, especially... With that two, sometimes one day, sometimes 12 hour shipping. Like you order Ooh. something and you get it wicked fast. The yeah, that's, day, that's yeah. Amazon's goal is to like same day delivery everything. Yeah. Which you, if you work at Amazon. How can you beat it? Yeah. Props to you because that job is hard. H-A-R-D. Oh, yeah. I mean, they give you little bonuses and stuff. I, I, I know about, like, I don't know if you've heard about like their, their whole like driver and they their jobs and stuff they like bonus you out in the beginning to to try to hook you but they have a lot of you there. yeah they have a lot of turnover and they expect it too for a lot of the driver positions so they just keep churning them out as long as they can keep churning them out uh they usually can get the job done for most of the year so that's how they work they just work on like mil- like people and people and people coming in trying <laughs> to work yeah I saw a tweet. <laughs> Somebody tweeted. They said I had to call. I work at an Amazon factory, and I had to call out sick, so they killed my little cousin. <laughs> Dude, they're literally there's. Oh my god, they're horrible business. <laughs> literally the the least personable business. It's awful. But I forgot. I forgot who tweeted that. Um, all all credit goes to the creator of that tweet. If I can find you, I will tag you. Yeah, that was, but that's that's true. I mean, if you're gonna deliver something in twelve hours from when somebody clicks it online. There has to be some sacrifices in terms of like your working condition. <laughs> a Lord, a Lord Farquaad type deal. Yeah. Bring me my money. <laughs> <laughs> some of you may die, but that's the risk I'm willing to take. Yeah. <laughs> if you work at Amazon, every day is low. <laughs> Unless you're Jeff Bezos. <laughs> the lows. So for the lows of the week, uh, <laughs> what we talked about last week. It just continues for the Washington Wizards. Nothing Ooh. has gotten better. Things have, in fact, gotten worse. Bradley Beal had another phenomenal scoring performance last week. And then uh, it's been, it's going it's gonna be 10 days before they were able to play a basketball game. That's tough. Because of COVID. Yeah. That just hurts. Like yeah, you I are pretty want, struggling. I just want to add to that. They I think they have six positive cases right now. Six. Um, yeah. This, I mean, this, I'm surprised that the Celtics were able to play tonight. Right. I know. They, they got eight. Three games. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. And in, in, in Carl Anthony Towns, too. Prayers up oh, for Cat. Tragic, dude. Prayers. Just oh. came back from a wrist injury. Gets COVID. In Cat, too, if you don't know, COVID has decimated his family with, I believe, 
seven different members of his extended family dying, mm-hmm. which just oh. like, and, and then you get it yourself. Like that just, that just sucks. If you saw his Instagram story too, so heartbreaking, dude. He's like, yeah. Oh yep. man, that whole, I, I was like, I was talking about this too earlier on today or like when this first earlier in the evening that there's a, like, there's like a narrative going around that like he's soft, like as a player. And I'm like, dude, cut the crap. That's like, Cat, you can't call cat, it cat's a little bitch okay yeah like that's that's an actual narrative going around I'm like that's what, what has he say. ever do- what has he ever done to like deserve that i don't know maybe it's because of the stuff that happened back when jimmy butler was like leaving the team and i think jimmy butler was like oh cat you're a bitch you, everybody oh, on this team so- needs me back on the timberwolves oh that whole practice thing where he like stormed out of the practice exactly exactly and i thought maybe- that was more about andrew wiggins was that really about cat too it might have been about cat but I, I thought Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins is a different story. I think both of them were attacked personally by Jimmy Butler. And he just said, like, he, especially the coach, too, uh, talking yeah. to Tom Thibodeau. And he's just like, yeah, you guys need me. I think the narrative of him being a bitch at that time kind of stuck. I just remember last year when he had a fight with Embiid. That was mm. wicked exciting. I think yeah. they both, uh, you know, poking each other's eyes out and that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Dude, yeah, he plays I, hard. He knows how to play the game. I don't understand it. Like, when he's yeah, when he's healthy, he's he's a pretty solid center. Yeah, he's above average. He's he's definitely in that. Like if he's like get up and going, like I put I, him top fifteen. Top yeah. Top fifteen. Whoa, 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 top fifteen players. Yeah, in the league. No, you wouldn't put Carl Anthony Towns. In the no, not in the top now. fifteen out of the in the entire league. Dude, he averages like twenty six and twelve. I. I would get back to you on what my top 15 list is. He has to be somewhere. I know. I I, I don't have it. We're right there. Stay tuned for a future episode where we talk about yeah, our top we'll talk five about or 10 players currently and of all time. If, yeah. If, if I don't have Carl Anthony Towns, you can roast me on it. But I'm I'm sure I can put it's him on. He's not top it. 10. He's not, I don't think he's, t- that's he's why not he's top 15. 15. No, he's not the top 15 either. Ooh, There's okay. going to be people, though, listening to this that, are, that like when we try to give props to Cat, they're going to be upset. And <laughs> I. I don't know what to tell you because he I'm really trying, does I'm play hard, my hard and it's, fan. it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting every day. <laughs> he just doesn't love me. <laughs> my personal love, real quick, uh, is that yesterday, you ever just have a bad day? Mm. Yeah. Yesterday was just one of those days where I just had a bad day. And it's not like yeah. nothing was going right. It's just, I think in my own head, I just didn't have a great attitude on the day. Uh, and it's, so it was just, it was just kind of a tough day. But yeah. We have bounced back today. I'm excited to be here. So all is right as rain. Oh, yeah. Tonight I bounce back, of course. Yes. Last night took it out. But tonight I bounce back. Of course. <laughs> of course. Let's get right into the fucking meat and potatoes. Let's do it. Just jump right in. We're going to go head first. We're going to be <laughs> swimming in the meat and the potatoes. I don't, I don't know. I was doing this podcast with Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the meat and potatoes of this week, the dust is now. This is a few. This is a few days after everything's happened. The dust oh, is yeah. now settled. But James James Hardun has left Houston Rockets after arguably throwing a temper tantrum and has landed. <laughs> it has landed oh, he, in Brooklyn. He threw. Oh, he gone. Yeah, he's gone. gone. Oh, he gone. Gone. Yeah, gone. Gone. He threw a temper tantrum. Oof. And he left that, that press conference. He I gained thought... thirty pounds through a temper tantrum. And oh. got traded to Brooklyn. When 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 he did that press conference, I texted Max and I was like, "Oh, we got a lot to talk about just from the press conference, not knowing oh, that the that next was day, the trade. Yep. yeah, not knowing that the next day he would actually 
have to pack his bags. Like, I did not think that would happen that quickly. I guess that was just the last straw. I thought, oh, they give him a pass. But wow, it was a lot. What, it, it, was a, it was a blockbuster trade. So the major player acquisitions that each team had. So Yeah, run down. Yeah, so I'll just give a quick rundown. So it was a four-team trade between the Brooklyn Nets, Cleveland Cavaliers, Indiana Pacers, and the Houston Rockets. Now, if you're listening to this, you've probably heard of this trade. Uh, but just the major player pieces that were moved were the Nets now have James Harden. The Cavaliers have Torian Prince and Jared Allen. The Pacers now have Karis LeVert. The Rockets have Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, and Rodian However you say his name. Rodians. Rodians. Karukas. Yeah, on, onions. Onions. Carcass. Kankabankas. <laughs> <laughs> so, major moves being made around the, around the league. And the Nets also gave up seven. Seven picks, which in my opinion, is an unprecedented number. Yeah. But they knew that they were going to have to give up a lot to get James Harden. First off, Trace, do you think that the Nets are better or worse as a team overall after this trade? It's a good question. I just kind of just kind of looking at how it might fit, I think they're really expecting those three to play as many minutes as possible now because just considering the depth that they had and being able to rest Kyrie and KD because they had the luxury of using Levert for 37 minutes or whatever. Right. You know, at one point they had Dinwiddie, you know, now he's torn ACL and everything. But, like, they had depth. They they were able to use Joe Harris in the the second unit more. And – they don't have that luxury anymore. And so they're really expecting Kate. Like, I don't know if they can do many rest days and stuff. If they have two big games on a back-to-back or something, like it's going to be tough for Kyrie and KD to take a rest day. But I think talent-wise, I think they'll get better. I think just they have to, like, you have three guys that you have to take care of now. Like, as long as they can all say, okay, KD in this situation, you're going to get the ball. I think it'll just run a little like it it's got to run a little bit better than what it was. I I don't I don't see I don't see it falling off is what I'm saying. Okay. Like, I don't okay. see it like derailing, but I don't also think I think there's also a chance that it they just kind of stay where they are and it becomes a not the best playoff team. I think a regular season team, yeah, it's a good regular season team. I can't say anything. Okay. Do you think yeah. so we're going to talk about Kyrie in a little bit, but you think that after this James Harden trade that the Nets still remain a two seed? Which is what you placed them at on our first episode at the beginning of the basketball season. Yeah, I think I think they stay up there. Okay. Yeah. I think at this point, which they've lost a good amount of games, they're just over 500 right now. Mm-hmm. I think the Nets are now worse off having to give up that many players just to get James Harden. And this is Kyrie aside, because Kyrie may not play the rest of the season. Giving up, just I'm just going to take a look. I'm just going to start defensively. You gave up Jared Allen. Oh boy, was That's he? Tough. He became he became your starting center this week. Yeah, and before that, still put up huge numbers with massive amounts of blocks, great on the rebounds, and just a great inside presence. And also, all I see when I scroll to the, the NBA's Instagram is highlights of Kyrie and Jared Allen running the pick and roll. Mm. It was just so effective. And Jared Allen on defense is I I would absolutely have him on my team. You also gave up Tarian Prince, who is another good, just solid 3 and D defensive player. Then you also gave up Karis LeVert. I just, plus your picks, 
what are you going to do after this year if you don't win the chip? Well, that's there. Yeah, I guess it's more of like a they don't really care. They just want what they just want it now. You know what I mean? What are you going to do the year after that? What are you going to do the year after that when the contracts start to expire? Are they? I don't have it in Kyrie. front of me. Do they have? Do they have player options after this year? It's it's okay. My my point being, in four or five years, what are you doing? Because you just gave away your your you just gave away a oh. boatload of draft picks. Yeah. So yeah. And when your stars start to leave their prime, KD is a little bit older. When mm. your stars start to leave their prime, what's going to happen? Yeah, they're just putting all their chips in for the chip. You know what I mean? That's all <laughs> they can do right now. I want the chip, and I want the dip, and I want to eat it now. <laughs> literally, literally. That's where the that's where the Brooklyn Nets are at. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. I was surprised by the Jared Allen thing. I think that's the most surprising part of it because when even when who's you who's your center about, now? Who's your center it's, now? It's DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> the, the one thing is the one thing is right. It's like okay, DeAndre Jordan was the first piece to fall, obviously, in terms of when he said, "Hey, Kyrie and KD, don't come to the Knicks. They fucking suck." Let's go to the Nets. We have that uh, little friendship between him, Katie, Kyrie. He can't play more than 25 minutes a game. Well, it's physically possible for him anymore to play that many. He's going to get run to the ground if he plays close to 30 minutes. Oh, He's still a fine he's a fi- player. Yeah, he's a good player. That. He doesn't have to have it in him. It's just like, can he play the minutes that are left over? Jared Allen like, was a guy that... He- it took the Nets this long to upgrade you know, Jared Allen to their starting center, which he's been putting up starter numbers Long. for the past they should, they should year. Have last year. Yeah, they should have done last at year. At least, at least. And now that he's finally gotten that position, but he, he was just traded away to a team that has an overwhelming number of centers. <laughs> I, saw that, I saw a tweet. At, I, I'm not sure who I saw it from, so I'm sorry if I don't give credit. But um, it was basically like a starting lineup of, it was like, Kevin Love at point guard, Larry Nance at shooting guard, JaVale McGee at small forward, Andre Drummond at power forward, and Jared Allen at center. And it was like a, it was like one of those like art, artistic drawings of a starting lineup. And I thought it was hilarious. Right. It's like if you're if you're under six ten, get out of here. Get out of there. But they're starting to. Well, okay, they're not this bad. But in terms of an <laughs> an overwhelming number of people at the same position, they're mm-hmm. starting to approach New York Knicks here. Oh, oh, with the, with the next GM. Wait, wait a minute. Uh, you got another power forward? Uh, you mind if I uh, just take that real quick? We have Bobby Portis, Julius Randle, uh, and Obi Toppin on the same team. Actually, Bobby Portis left. And they, and they drafted Obi Toppin. New York, I'm going to ask you one more time. Snorting big men over there. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I feel bad for Jared Allen. I think, just looking at the other people in this trade, I think that Karis LeVert is going to do just fine. He's going into a team, the Indiana Pacers, where they just lost their, you know, one of their stars at the two position. But Karis LeVert can play the two and the three. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be getting just as many – and he's alongside Malcolm Brogdon, DeMontis Sabonis, and Oh, that's going to be such a great, like, team basketball team because they're all – unselfish facilitators. And they're all specialized too. And they all yeah. they all do certain things really well. They all love to pass the ball. Like Sabonis is an underrated passer at the big man position. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Karis LeVert, he's sneaky. Like he can pass the ball. He can. He's like a, he can get triple doubles if he wants. Like like if he gets some minutes, like he's close yep. up there. And Malcolm Brogdon, like having such a great efficient season, passing the ball, no t- limited turnovers, shooting the three. It's just gonna be n- fun basketball to watch in Indiana. And what they talk about with Malcolm Brogdon is uh, his ability to finish with his left hand. And boy, oh, yeah. oh boy, he can really finish with his left hand. His up and unders, his like reverses, his like jelly layups with his left. Oh, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. super good. And he, I mean, he's just the IQ on Malcolm Brogdon is is also another one of his great assets. So he, yeah. he's a great point guard, and I would want him running my team. I would love him running my team. He's really taking a step up this year. Like, yeah. Just he's a, also, if anybody has him in fantasy, congratulations because he is producing. Oh, thank in you. Fantasy basketball. Like, congratulations for me then, right? Do you have him? Oh, of course I do. Yeah. But nice. Was, Stress. Yeah. Great pickup. Like, it was a great pick. Yeah. I'm I'm really liking that pick. I'm really. How many leagues are you in this year? I'm in two. I'm in a, two. a category league and a points league. Yeah. I wanted to get a little. Okay. You know, dip my feet. Dip my feet into both ponds a little bit. Just a little uh, foot in the water. A little foot yeah. in the pool action. Yeah, yeah. Just a little toe. Just a little toe. <laughs> the big toe? Uh, yeah, 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 sure. One big toe, maybe a ring. Oh, a ring toe? Do you, yeah. do you classify your toes? Oh, oh, that's a good question. Do you classify your toes the same as you classify your finger? I don't know. No, but now that I think about it, I don't know how else you classify it. Because besides besides thumb and big toe being the differences, is that your pointer toe? No, 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 toe? no, 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 Your ring toe? No. Yeah, no, if I'm no. going to wear a toe ring, it's got to be on my uh, first one from the right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Now that I think about it, but you do say pinky toe, right? Like you say your pinky toe. Yeah. If anybody knows anything about foot, <laughs> foot and toe classification, <laughs> I think we're getting. A, I think we're gonna definitely get a different audience for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> also, another sidebar: I didn't realize, but I've talked to a number of people about this. I didn't realize how much money you can make for sending certain people pictures of your feet. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna make the same amount of money that some other people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that's yeah, just my, my toes are all bent out of shape from wearing basketball shoes for so long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine are like doing crisscross applesauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the people who can, you know what? If that's your hustle, go get it. Go after right. it. Because there was a market for people looking for pictures of feet. So <laughs> yeah, keep keep the the money game afoot. <laughs> we'll be here all week, folks. <laughs> Tune in anytime. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So I asked you about what you thought of the Nets before. Um, what oh, yeah. do you think of the Rockets now that they have Rudy and Courage here? Yeah. Exum and Aladipo. Oh, it's full tank. They know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Oladipo's on the market. It's full tank. I think that they did this solely because they knew that they messed up on the Westbrook deal. And they don't own their first round pick. It is, I think, top three protected for this next year. So they're already what one and six. I think they're. I think they just won a game, right? No, they're two and six now, right? If not better, I'll look it up. But yeah, they're they're bad. So like they can still get worse. Which they're fourteenth in the Western Conference right now. If they can get to a top three pick, right, or they right. can get to a chance to get to that top three pick. Right. I think it just be- it's best for them to tank at this point. And I think I would, if I was them, I'm looking at PJ Tucker, you're out of here. Um, <laughs> Oladipo, you're out of here. The um, worst small ball center of all time. 
PJ Tucker. No, um, no, you know what? Give PJ no, Tucker I, I, credit too. Yeah, he's got put in a bad position. Like D'Antoni told him to play center, and he's going up against Anthony Davis. What is he gonna do? <laughs> Wait um, a minute, he's huge. <laughs> I don't play this position. <laughs> Help! What am I doing? Oh, he's like he steps on the court. Oh fuck! <laughs> I shouldn't be here. <laughs> he's like he's like my oh man! I should have worn my Yeezys. Oh, as somebody who enjoys sneakers, I, oh, his yeah. sneaker collection is unreal. Chef's kiss, phenomenal. Oh, it's it's, it's probably the best. It's probably the best of all time. Like it's got to be. It's got. It's got to be. It's got to be up there. Did you ever watch Complex Closets? Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that episode of PJ Tucker. Yep, yep, yep. With PJ Tucker. Yeah. Antonio yep. Brown has an impressive collection. DJ Khaled has. DJ Khaled. I saw the DJ Khaled one too. Yep. Is is impressive. I mean, when he, when he pulled out the Red Octobers right off the bat, I was like, oh. <laughs> when you open up his closet right. and it's just built-in shelves with ladders of like oh, yeah. shoe holders that's when i knew yeah it looks like a freaking we the best music college DJ. Library, yeah <laughs> it does it, no it looks like hogwarts but for shoes <laughs> yeah exactly i was gonna say that too yeah <laughs> okay so you think that the rockets are just out of it now even with john wall and boogie cousins having joined the team you just you think they're just yeah we're done they're selling they're selling anyone not named John Wall and Christian Wood at this point, I think. I think, or I think they're putting them on the on the block at least. Yeah, yeah. I think John Wall was a great pickup for the Rockets. I do not believe that the Rockets, the the individual players on the Rockets team, deserve the disrespect that they got from James Harden. Wow. Did you see what he said at his intro conference for the Nets? He said, yes. "I didn't, di- I didn't disrespect anybody," and I was he like, "It's bullshit." Huh? It's bullshit. Who? So for those of you that may, might not have seen the the conference, who? Those of you who might not have seen James Harden press conference, he was basically saying he's like, "We're not good enough in the chemistry, talent, hustle, playmaking, like, attacking, Ugh. defending." He listed every single coaching. He listed every single category under the sun. He's like, "Yeah, we're not good enough." And he's it, without saying, "I don't want to be here." The man spelled it out in neon lights. I do not want to be here. Oh, don't forget. He also said, um, I think uh, I've been in the city for, for so long and I, I don't think there's anything else that could be done. Like he basically said that. That's, and that's also false because you've, they, the Rockets have attracted a number of pretty big names over the past couple of years in an effort to build around James Harden and, and try, to, try to secure a championship. He kicked them all when out. You look at the, he kicked them all out. Chris Paul. From player reports, Chris Paul is. No, started Dwight Howard. He made Dwight Howard a freaking scapegoat. Dwight Howard was right. not the issue on that team. He just couldn't cope with another guy. Like I, he just like was too. I guess it was too early for him. But he just could not get along. He couldn't figure it out. Yeah, and and there was right. So it started with Dwight Howard, who has bounced around for the you know latter half of his NBA career. But again, player reports say that Dwight's a pretty good guy. Then you have Chris Paul. People on the Phoenix Suns see Chris Paul, and they were ecstatic to get him. Devin Booker and uh, DeAndre Ayton were like, dude, we are excited to have the man. People on OKC really enjoyed having Chris Paul. He brought that team from 0.5% to make the playoffs to making the playoffs and oh, almost, almost great, beating great Houston, team. who went 4-1 and one in the next round and got absolutely crushed by the Lakers. And, that, and that's, that's what James Harden's playoff legacy has been. 
It's you're fine in the regular season. You drop 50, you drop 60, you drop a triple double, you drop, you know, this many 30 plus point games. You keep that crazy streak alive. And then you get to the playoffs after all this hype and you got Houston fans going crazy. Um, shout out to everybody who was like, Rockets going to win the chip this year. You got everybody going crazy Then you get to the playoffs and then you fall flat on your ass. This is the stat. And I just looked it up because I remember hearing about it. Is that, um, Harden in four game sevens in his career, shooting 40% from the field in 19 elimination games in his career. He's averaging 23 points when normally he's in that 30 to four, like 40 range, right? Like that's yeah. his career average or that's been his average the past five or so years. And he's shooting only 42% in elimination games. So like when it really matters, he's just like, where is it? Like, where's the, where's all that? yelling and the step backs that go in and you know oh like all that wow. stuff like where is all wow. that? and don't get me wrong well i don't well i do not like at all that he disrespected his teammates who were trying to make the best of the situation that they were dealt with again the acquisition of john wall you know bringing boogie onto the team get christian wood those aren't bad acquisitions christian wood has been awesome too so i don't understand He's he's been awesome, right? Especially with Harden, them running the pick and roll looks great. Yeah. To disrespect those teammates is 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 ridiculous. But I can't put disrespect on James Harden's name in terms of talent, because mm -hmm. he really is one of the most talented players in the league that we have seen in the past five decades. No, like he really is a top all time player, future yeah. Hall of Famer, yeah, bar none. The yeah. way that he plays his game is phenomenal. But like we said, when the it comes person. to playoffs, he falls flat. And when it comes to off-the-court stuff, I think that he also falls flat. Yeah, I do too. So welcome to Brooklyn. You got what you wanted. You threw a fit to get there. So I hope that you're happy. But you, I think, lost as a player, lost a lot of respect from a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about some of the other offers that were potentially, you know, in the works or had been offered at one point that no, that the that were declined um by the teams that the rockets wanted players from one being our hometown celtics um <laughs> yeah did you see the offer no no what was the offer what was the official so the from reports i guess close to the source um i think it was brian robb boston sports journal that actually put it out on twitter he said that the Rockets wanted Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and two first-round picks, which... Are you taking that I was, trade? I was trying to wrap my head around it. Mm, I'm going to catch a lot I, of flack for this. I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this. It's tough. It's a tough decision, too. I'm going to say I would rather get rid of Jason Tatum before Brown. Right oh, wow. That, as I said, I'm like, this is probably the worst take. Is that this recency is, bias in the works? This is recency bias. Uh, this is me watching okay. him play this season and just saying, boo, poo, poo, because I like how Jalen Brown is playing a hundred times better. I do too. I think Brown has taken a step up. He has I don't think that that's a reason to like bump Tatum down. We all know what Tatum I is, guess, kind of, is capable of. Like he can definitely yeah. be better. I think right. like some of the, what was in the bubble with the, the shot selection at the end of games and the 
the turnovers when he drives and clutch situations and things, things of that nature. Like they obviously Getting absolutely rim rocked by Bam Adebayo. Yeah, I mean, great play. That game's gonna come to that point. That's beside. Yeah, like, yeah. Beside. So like those types of things, like we know that's happened in Tatum. I mean, it's just kind of been carried over. But like the play has, like from a play standpoint, like just for like a, I'd say, forty-four minutes of the game or something. Tatum's been pretty good. Like he's been really good. Like he's passing better like he had a 12 assist game already he um is scoring still at a pretty high clip normal for his career like nothing's really dropped off it just hasn't like ascended to that next level with no Kyrie or no Dude, Kemba if he's not a god you know what Shreyas if he's not a god by the end of this year <laughs> I'm just done I'm quitting on Tatum I can't I can't deal with that stuff anymore I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. No, then, no. Okay, that no. That was me being an ass. That's not no. True. But I've I, I've heard that. Like, if you listen to kind of like local sports radio around here, there's a lot of people that are pretty down on, or they they just feel like okay, yeah, I hear Brown is going off and like he's playing really well, and he is. I'm not like taking anything away from it. It's just that like I'm not re- like obviously some people are like ready to like be like yeah, like let's keep Brown now. When like if you asked us like a year or two ago, you're keeping Tatum. Like it like I don't. Like you just got, you got to kind of go through the process of this. Call it, you're yeah. too far. You know what? You're too far. Trace, thank you for being, thank you for being a voice of reason and calling yeah. us out. I said what I said. I can't redact it. Okay, so yeah. let, okay, so let me just go back. Let me go back. I know you you're can, trying to wrap your head around it. I'm Our, gonna let you redact it because you can do whatever the hell you want. Matt. You're gonna, you're gonna give me a second chance. I'll give you a second chance. Wow. If you want, right, if you're gonna, if you. Hey, more power to you if you stick with it. But I'm gonna stick. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. At this okay. point, if we were making a trade for James Harden, I would rather trade. Oh God, I would rather trade Jason Tatum than Jalen Brown. Mm. Oh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Shreyas, are you taking that trade? Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, two first round picks. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And here's why. I think the need right now is not where James Harden stands like like his like I don't think we can afford that shift of taking one of our guys out and putting this guy in if it meant that's the only change that's going to happen because a lot of our problems come from the back end like the backcourt like our rim protection and post defense and stuff yeah Yeah. lack of offensive and defensive rebounding yeah if we're if we're just swapping Harden yeah we gain I guess some offense, which obviously I'm not saying I guess. Like, yes, we gain offense in any case, whether we lose Tatum or Brown. But it's not gonna take away one of the problems that we had that other people were exploiting. So I just don't see it being a short-term solution. And it can't be a long-term solution because you're losing two of your picks. And I think I I think the smart part of it, like you're going to have to give something up for a guy like that. And I think a lot of people, especially around here are so attached to smart and I love Marcus smart, but you can't tell me that if he's involved in a trade for James Harden, you would trade him in a heartbeat. Like I do it in a heartbeat, but I love the player, like for the player, for the, for the team he's in right now. And if he were to continue staying on the team, I would want him in the position he's in. But if he can get you another guy, you got to add him. So, like, I'm more about, okay, is the swap for Jalen, for Harden, a good situation? Or, you know, could you wait and try to get, like, an Andre Drummond or something? It, he fixes a lot of the problems that we have, yeah. but he's also such a limit. He has such a limited timetable. Meaning? He's older. He's older. He's 
I guess yeah. in his prime right now, he can't, he doesn't have the floor spacing that we need. And that's one of the problems that we have with our current centers is when we run that, you know, high pick and roll at the top, with the exception of Tice, like if you put Robert Williams in, there is no, there is no, Rob Williams is not putting the ball on the floor or he's not taking that shot. Even Tice is not really putting the ball on the floor. So when you have a center that's limited in what they can do in terms of their athletic ability and their shooting ability, that really, really constricts your options with what you can do. And I think Andre Drummond is just more of the same. While his rebounding numbers are prolific, I just don't he's, think he's he really he's he's a really good he's a really good defender. Yes. So I I agree okay. with what you're saying, but I think in a sense we need a guy that's bigger in the paint, right? That not only defender from like a block standpoint, but he plays passing lanes really well. So he got, he gets a lot of steals in terms of. I know I kind of go back to like a little bit of this fantasy stat thing, but it just kind of proves my point that like if you're not in the right position at the right time, you can't get those steals. So so you're not if he's consistently getting them, that has to mean that he's playing the game at a higher level for for his position at the defensive at the defensive side. So so you're so you're not taking the trade for James Harden. I'm not taking the trade for James Harden, but I'm you get, rid of, you get rid of Marcus Smart. That man, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, where if you can throw him on as a little cherry on top to help you get a true upgrade yeah. from a trade, I, I can you see have what to you're do saying. It. You have to do it. For my, for my perspective, for my perspective. Bo- Marcus Smart, if anybody, embodies the spirit of Boston sports. Yeah. He's hustle all the time, and he's defense first. Well, I haven't been happy. We're going back to the recency bias. Well, I yeah. haven't been happy with his shot selection and some of the things that he does on offense. I couldn't, just for the sake of who he is and what he embodies and that, that energy that he brings to the team, Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get rid of him. And I, I also couldn't get rid of Jalen Brown for James Harden because Jalen yeah. Brown is certifiably 100% on the come up. He is on yeah, that he wave. Get He's riding it to the top. And I think this year he has a potential to be named an all-star. I think he's going to be playing at that caliber. He might not get the votes to actually be one, but so far he's, he's, he's on his way. And he's a good guy too. He's a, he is a good guy. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I have his Jersey. I love, I love Jalen Brown. I want to go back to your smart point. And I'm, Feel like I feel like I'm, I'm just trying to kind of play devil's advocate here, but also yeah. So in terms of like why I would give up smart in a trade for Harden or in a trade for an upgrade in a sense is right. You we've we, it, it, over over time we've in our history as a Boston like Celtics fan base we've had guys that we've latched ourselves onto that we thought oh like that guy is an untouchable like we can't trade him because of the culture and it just kind of takes away from it, it narrows your scope because a lot of these guys that you want like you got to be kind of realistic because they want your guy too like and i'm not saying marcus smart is expendable like free like willy-nilly just kind of put him on the block and take whoever you can get for him but there are guys you can get that will embody like they may not be the Boston guy because Marcus Smart, like Boston, Marcus Smart before he got here was not a Boston guy. He was from like Oklahoma. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like there are guys Growing that you can get. down out there in the country. <laughs> yeah, right. he, was da- he was down south, right? So, right. like you could get the, it's not the same obviously for a Boston fan, but like I'm just saying in terms of comparable play, like a Pat Beverly or a PJ Tucker or a Robert Covington or a, there are guys you can get 
if you really wanted to keep that kind of intensity, they I don't know, maybe the price would be a little bit less. I, I get what I, um, okay, I get what you're saying. So so there's a difference. So there's a difference between having a culture having young game changer a culture changer or just like a culture guy who you feel yeah. embodies the spirit of the city and something like yeah. that and somebody who's actually going to contribute to what you need as a team that's yes, what you're saying they can they can definitely they definitely coincide especially in smart's case i'm just saying it from a trade asset standpoint that it shouldn't cloud okay. a fan's vision that like oh this guy's like no we can't trade smart because Right. Who else would we get to hustle and like get on the floor and there are uh, in, do right, to your point being there are people. There are people. There are people that do okay. that. It's just okay. we love smart for doing that because we see it on a daily basis. That's all I that's all I'm right. saying. Okay. Okay. Going back to James Harden. Yeah. So there was a, a plethora of teams that offered him different deals. He yeah. made it clear from the get-go from both media rumors and the things that he was actually saying that he wanted to go to Brooklyn. I'm glad that, you know, in his own entitled fantasy world that he got what he wanted. He They turned down a lot of stuff. And again, that's a lot on the Rockets management. But James Harden got what he wanted. But now, I just saw this stat. Between KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, their contracts total $113 million, which is more, coming in at $93 million, is more than the entire New York Knicks roster salary. Wow, I did not know that. Three men, three men, and I'm just seeing. I'm just seeing all over the internet these just memes. It's like Nets offense be like, and it's just two K two K simulations of just James Harden, Kyrie, dribbling. Katie, all just dribbling, and then pulling up when there's one second left on the clock. That and so we have this other problem. So James Harden and, and Kevin Durant, I have no doubt in my mind that they can play well together. They've done it before. James Harden had an emergence. He's a different player than now than when he was on OKC, for sure. Yeah. KD is a yeah. different player now than when he was on OKC. But you kind of see the dark horse of the group. And this week, with the news headlines especially, the dark horse is Kyrie. Yeah, let me – yeah, yeah. The dark horse is Kyrie. Well, let what? me ask you a question. Well, let, me ask, okay. let me ask you a okay. question, Chris. Who do, if you were to pick a third option on that team, who's going to be the third option for you? Given their Given their current roster? Given Given – or their like current I, roster, yeah. Like oh. you, or you got to pick. You got to pick third option order, for sure. Order, order, well, just order your valuable player. I guess player that's most valued for the that Nets team of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, one through three. Oh, oh, rank each of those players. Kevin Durant is number one. Yeah, I agree. James Harden now is yeah. number two. Okay. Kyrie has been. Usurped. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. We think of him as a number three option. What is he doing right now? This is my yeah. This is my question to everybody. It's what the actual hell is Kyrie Irving's end game? What is his goal? What is he trying to do? Mm. What is he trying to do? Because it's not about basketball. It's not about who he is. It's not. I, I don't know. I don't know what it's about. So let's just quickly, just real, real quick, Trace. I'm going to go off on a tangent. Let's just quickly run yeah. down where Kyrie has been and follow the narrative with what he said he's wanted. Kyrie mm. Irving is on the Cleveland Cavaliers with the greatest basketball player of our time, LeBron mm -hmm. James. Right. He is the number two option. He's the go-to guy. LeBron respects him. He thinks whatever the hell he thinks about LeBron, which apparently was not favorable. And even LeBron yeah. was like, ouch, that shit hurt. Yeah. 
He thinks whatever he thinks about LeBron. He's the number two guy, but that's not good enough for him. So he goes to the Boston Celtics where he can be the number one guy. Okay. You fail for two years to get anything done. You're a Eastern Conference Finals when Kyrie wasn't playing. Yeah. And you're a first round exit. Well, let's break that. Let's break that down. Right. Why is he angry about what happened here? His team made it to the Eastern Conference Finals one game away from the NBA Finals. And then the next year he was here, obviously, it was uh, an exit that he didn't want or did any of us didn't want. But what happened? Like, we're still getting in the playoffs. Why is he angry? Why is he, you know, now he was trying to. Yeah. He was, Tatum was Tatum was still riding, you know, his his growth development wave. Kyrie was the number one guy. And everybody saw Ky, everybody saw Kyrie, despite his attitude problems, they saw him as the number one guy. So he yeah. said that he wanted to be on his own team so he could be the leader in charge. But we saw through his shit, shit attitude that he could not handle being a leader. Oh, this moment, the moment when he got angry, I think he got angry at Tatum for taking a shot against Orlando. I think it was the his second and final year in Boston. We played a game against Orlando. Tatum took a shot and missed it, and we lost the game. And I think after that, he talked about saying he called LeBron and all this stuff. And I was, I miss like, you. I miss you. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, he was like, how do I become a better leader? And yeah. he told the media that and everyone was like, what? Dude, you called what LeBron. What are you doing? You called oh. LeBron. You can't handle your own in-house issues. So you go public about them. What a mess. And then that just he started. So, he was so salty. Rumors. It started he was so rumors. salty. Yeah, he yeah. was. He, he was wicked salty. So we oh. see, so we see that he can't be the number one guy. And also, you can't get mad at Tatum for taking that shot because the shots that you take are whack. Some of them, yeah. I'm basing this off of his second year with the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. There were too many games that got way too close. Bad year. He had too too many games that got way too close. It would go to Kyrie because, again, he's the number one guy. It would go to him, and then he just fumbled. Fumbled the bag time after time. And I don't know if you – yeah, exactly. Just shit the bed. So he leaves Boston after saying – I want to retire a Celtic. I want to be the reason that number 11 is posted up on the Raptors. Uh, I, I want to be here if you guys uh, will have crock oh, of shit. So he's gone back to being a number two. They team up with Kevin Durant. They go to Brooklyn. Everybody's hyped because, you know, last year was a wash because of injuries. But this year, this year, you're going to be the man. We'll, we'll talk about it for a second. He's orchestrating it. Not only did he just say, oh, well, let's like do I am the goddamn thought- mastermind. He went to the All-Star game where Durant wasn't even playing and started playing one-on-one with him, tagging yeah. along with him in the hallways, talking about where they could go. He's orchestrating everything. And yeah. Trying to figure out, hey, KD, when you get better, we want let's go someplace. Let's figure it out. Let's, you know, let's build a brand together. Let's do all this stuff. Like he's, hey, he's KD, he, you wanna you wanna build a franchise? He like opens he up. He wants his to pull <laughs> he wants to be Geppetto. He wants to pull the strings. He's trying to get into places where he can pull the strings. And then now right. he's in, now he's in Brooklyn. Talk about it. Yeah. I, he's in Brooklyn and 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 everybody said they're like Kyrie is unfit to leave. So he can be go back to being the number two. So he has this opportunity. He plays the first couple of games of the season. And now he's just personal reasons. He's done. He's out. He has Kevin Durant, a phenomenal, phenomenal basketball player and leader on your team. And for whatever reason, that still is not good enough. I have a theory. And it's something that I've heard around either in the internet or just on the airwaves and stuff. Right. Is that um, he probably heard that KD was probably pushing for a, a hardened trade 
he saw Harden was, you know, getting kind of temperamental in Houston and thought maybe, you know, the Nets could jump on that chance. And then the Nets Harden thing was going on for a little bit. It, it didn't just start, you know, a week or two ago. It started like, earlier on the season. Like Harden didn't even want to be there once, you know, he, the yeah, he didn't even come to training camp or like the first couple of days. He was the strip club. The yep. strip club, right? All that stuff, right? So yep. Katie probably saw that and said, oh, you know, if we got Harden, we could be some. And Kyrie's hearing all this, right? Saying, whoa, whoa, whoa KD, like, I brought us together. Yeah, yeah you're trying to push yeah. me out. Like, what's happening? So he probably saw, oh, you know, that's what I'm thinking is like, he probably saw that this stuff was going on. Katie's trying to get Sean Marks, the GM, to do all this stuff and then said, nah, I'm going to take a break for a bit. I'm going I'm to just kind of get off the grid. I don't, I'm not trying to be a part of this if this is going to happen. And was sure. trying to kind of push, like, push for, like, use his absence as a push to not get hardened. In a sense, who knows? So he is so insecure about yeah. whatever it is. Does Kyrie have a small wiener? That is my question. I'll put a, I'll put a poll out there. <laughs> he is so insecure about his perceived place on the team that he's going to yeah. cause a ruckus and a mess. It's my just guess. so what can yeah. get media attention. And this is why I go back to my original question. What is his end game? Yeah. Stephen A. Smith this week said, Kyrie Irving should retire. And I could not agree more because what is your goal? It's yeah. no longer about basketball because you have been in three very good situations for what you have quote unquote wanted, yet none of them have been working. This year, mm -hmm. this year, even, even, even some of my friends who are, who are diehard Brooklyn fans were like, this year, one of my friends texted me, he said, hey, there's still time left to hop on the Nets bandwagon. And I said, I said, you know what? I'm going to wait to see how the Celtics start. And I'll let you know. But thank God I did not hop on because they are already already a mess. How's your how's your friend taking this trade? Did he did he give you some? He said he said that this trade is worse for the Brooklyn Nets because of the picks that they gave up and because of their lack yeah, the of picks interest. Are tough. The picks are tough. In they're, their all, they're all unprotected. They're all unprotected. They're all yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? None of them have a protection. Oh man. Wait a minute. <laughs> Oh man, like tie a Jimmy on one of those. Oof. Yeah, yeah. K Kyrie has been fined nine hundred thousand dollars this week alone, and to me that makes sense. You don't show up to work, you don't get paid, and you're going to go to a party and not wear a mask and not follow COVID protocols while players around the league are getting sent home and suspended for health and safety reasons. Just like Harden, that shows a level of disrespect for the people around you that is unprecedented. It's just, I don't understand where he's trying to go with this. And, and I don't know if this is about the third eye shit. I don't know if this is about something bigger than basketball, but it's not about basketball. It, it can't be. It, 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 it probably, a it's, it's all a facade. I don't know what it is for. It's, is it a show? He's gonna, yeah. yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come out at some point, like in someone's book. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly very intrigued to figure out kind of, if someone's been cataloging and and like on the inside of all these antics that Kyrie has done to get out of teams and to, to make new stuff and like what he's been saying, kind of like how there was like that Bill Belichick, Tom Brady book. And like on the inside, I'm very, I would read a book about Kyrie. I would want to know what was going on during this. Time. What's going on in his headspace. And yeah. people close to Kyrie said that he was willing to sit out the rest of the year if need be, which I go again, ask why, 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 what is your point? What are you trying to prove? 
because you're not proving anything to anybody except for the fact that when you don't get what you want, you complain and you just, you, you mm-hmm. sit out and you make a big stink. It's yeah. ridiculous. I, I can't agree more. Like that's, yeah, I don't know. I it, like, where is this real passion at the end of the day? And I question that, but it's something that he's going to have to figure out. And he's going to have to come to a realization pretty quick. Like team, like if he's playing basketball, teams are going to want him and like need him. Like they're going to need him, them like him to succeed. Like he can't yeah. just be like, Oh, I'm going to play basketball. But you know, like there's only one person that could do kind of like the whole, you know, have a crazy lifestyle and figure it out in the basketball court when you needed him to. And that's Dennis Rodman. And I don't know how he was able to do what he did. When the ball comes over here and I go, bit, bat, boop, and uh, just kind of go back to Michael and uh, now I'm Dennis Rodman. And I have broken my dick on a number of occasions. That is the scariest, another side tangent, and not to get too sexual, people, but that is oh, no. the scariest thing. That is the scariest prospect to me. The fact that you can take your phallic device and break it. It's, uh... Ouch. Yeah, that's um. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I don't even want yeah. to think about it. Oh, I don't want to think about that either. But it's more pleasant to think about than to hear Kyrie complain. So oh, we'll see. Sure. The his Instagram post. His Instagram post. <laughs> I would what not want to read him. Well, just in general, like him oh, on just, Instagram yes. stories and stuff. Like, yes. Would, if, if anybody has not, him. go check out Kyrie's Instagram. It's full of whack stuff. I don't want to read his stories anymore. They're just oh, the pawns. Right. The the media are pawns. Oh, yes. I was like, yep. what is he doing? That what was his year doing? too. <laughs> yep. The dust has now settled on the blockbuster trade that has shaken up the league this week, and now we have Kyrie's tantrum. So we're gonna see where it goes from here. Shreyas believes that the Nets are gonna stay the same. They're gonna stay a projected number two seed in the East. I believe that they've gotten a lot worse, but we will see. Only time will tell. So in the future, we can look back and say, boy, were we so wrong or so Mm -hmm. right. I do want to say, I do want to say, I think it'll be a great regular season team. The playoffs are a different story. So I think any team with James Harden in the playoffs is going to be not to step down, even if you have KD. Here comes James Harden down the stretch. He's bricked his 45th shot of the night. (laughs) It's okay, though. He's been to the free throw line 17 times. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Johnny Most was calling the James Harden game. (laughs) Uh, I didn't have James Harden end with 35 points, 30 of which have come from the free throw line. His shooting you, percentage was two for 45. Would you would you look at this? Half the chick stole the ball. Half the chick stole. The ball. Uh, as you can see there, as they dribble, they don't cross it over. They use one hand and turn around in a sort of circular motion. <laughs> boy oh boy, did Allen Iverson change uh... up this league? <laughs> Uh, that was great. That was great. Shreyas, it's time. It's time for Shreyas' Fact of the Week. Well, Max, this is is kind of a thinker. (laughs) There's There's actually only one letter to not appear in the U.S. state name. Max, I kind of want to make this a little interactive. Can you guess the letter that does not appear in a single U.S. state name? Ooh, I was going to say X, but then I thought of the biggest state. Is it Z? No. Arizona has a Z. Arizona. Where is it? I'll give you one one more guess. I'll give you one more guess. Give me one more guess. 
Yeah. Is it A? No, that was a joke. Don't joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the least used. Yeah. Um, wait, give me one more second. I'm running through a map in my head. <laughs> is it Q? Is it? it is Q. Yeah. Q. Oh, really? are, you sure you're running, are you sure you're running through a map on your head or your, uh, <laughs> or your, or your phone? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just pause for a second. Uh, uh, no, no, I, I promise. I, pr I promise that was through <laughs> Q. Yeah. That is correct. Q is the only letter to not appear in a U.S. state. That is, that is pretty cool. That every That's letter is used except for 25 letters. That's a great fact. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take, at some point, I'm going to take every single soundbite of your facts of the week. And I'm just going to put them in a build one big thing. Oh, that'd be cool. All right. Well, thank you to everybody for tuning in. You have been listening to another heated episode of Amateur Hour, a professional Ooh, sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. Uh, I'm your host, Max, along with Trace. And thank you guys very much for tuning in. If you made it this far, you are a real trooper. Thank you for being a part of the community. Thank you for being a part of our own podcast growth. And, uh, we have uh, social media platforms that will be coming up within the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. You'll be notified of all of our postings and happenings and things like that. And uh, yeah, so you guys won't, will not miss a thing. Yeah. So thanks for being here. Peace.